0: We head to the home stretch in quarter number four on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystonesportsNetwork.com or
1: download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. We are back, quarter number four, still talking Penn State wrestling with Brandon Pelter. Is back with us. This segment brought to you by Labatt Blue and Labatt Blue Light. Bleed blue and white. Drink blue and light. Talking Penn State wrestling, we left off with Anthony Cassar, the first of three national champions for uh, Penn State, which won its eighth national team title in nine tries. Um, I want to get back and and kind of work our way through Penn State's lineup and guys that hit the podium. But I did want to ask you, Brandon, because I think this is one of the bigger fundamental talking points coming out of what was otherwise a really good weekend was uh, the NCAA and the challenge system that they have in place where the coach throws the break the officials go to the video monitor, uh, they review it and I know, I didn't watch Um, wall to wall from thursday through the end of saturday but i watched enough and i saw zero calls overturned and i think the the question brandon is why are the officials on the mat the ones responsible for reviewing and potentially overturning their own call there's just all kinds of uh incentives not to do anything in that situation uh what did you make of that what do you think the solution is going forward
0: I think all you needed to do is watch Saturday night, and uh, and it's not like you had the same two officials out there for each match. You had two new guys out there, and there are plenty of instances, some interesting calls, I guess to say, uh, the least there. Um, I get it in the heat of the moment. Things are close. But what you kind of see is almost similar to the – Uh, the approach from wrestlers a little more conservative once you get to the finals and you're not necessarily looking to do all the scoring in the world you're just looking to win by a few points you almost get that approach from from the referees as well you're not looking to make any calls I mean the prime example for me was it, it seemed like the hands to the face call just absolutely disappeared Friday and Saturday night you didn't see it and it It happened a few times in some of those matches. You didn't see it. It was challenged even, I think, by by the Oklahoma State coaches in that match with Nick Seriano. But it wasn't getting called Saturday night. And I don't understand how you have a rule in place. And a a rule that, uh, in fact, this year was such a strong point of emphasis. And then come the Finals nope, sorry, we're just going to let the guys wrestle, and that's not really going to be a part of it. Um, I, I, that doesn't really make much sense to me. Um, another thing, and I think you kind of said it there, in when you were setting up the question is, why is somebody that sees it one way on the mat, has their perspective, made up their mind enough to make a call, why are they going to change their own call? I, I don't think they really are, unless they flat out blatantly miss something which, you know, at this level doesn't happen that much. It's the only sport that I can think of that does not have any kind of secondary review. I mean, in college hockey, they don't as well. Um, But once you get to any kind of pro level, it is not the referees or the officials on the field or Matt or whatever it is making that final decision, and there's a reason to that. And I think um, especially once you get to the NCAA Finals, there's probably uh, or certainly enough people and enough ways that they can get somebody else to weigh in and someone qualified to make that final decision.
1: Yeah, and, and I, I do. I, I would venture to say it's a big enough concern moving forward that we're going to see an adjustment probably next year. You just can't, you can't you can't have that. There's no, you're, all you're doing is slowing matches down, and you you leave it in the officials' hands to uh, admit that he got something wrong. And to make a call that's going to get a rise out of, out of somebody. And it's kind of like um, indisputable vis- video evidence in, in football. Most challenges are not overturned. It's going to be that way no matter what um, when you're when you're doing video review. In wrestling, it's hard to find indisputable video evidence, but you, you see things and can slow it down. You just need to have somebody who wasn't invested in the, in the first call trying to make the right call for the match. Otherwise, you're just slowing the match down for no reason whatsoever. And I got comments from people who didn't watch wrestling uh, much who tur- tuned in and were like, what, what's with all the delays when nothing's even changing?
0: Yeah, it, uh, it, it certainly, especially early on, on Saturday night, there 125, 133 you had that stretch where where it seemed like they were kind of looking at anything close, and uh, and it did slow the match down. But I I agree with you. I, I would be kind of surprised if at least for uh, the championship tournament next year that we didn't get some kind of change in that review system.
1: Uh, let's get back to the Penn State guys. Yeah, obviously, um, you had two guys win their third uh, NCAA title. You have two guys in Jason Nolf and Bo Nickel who are going to walk away from this program as legends, if you want to put it that way, as guys who are going to be remembered so fondly for such a long time for their not only their dominance, but their style, their flair you know the fearlessness the way that they scored points the funky ways that they just dominated opponents it's going to be hard to imagine a time where and and this is part of you know i I asked you about next season already and this is part of it to where you're not getting such a dramatic style of bonus points so frequently from these guys what do you make of just this era i guess of of nolf and nickel going out winners three-time winners and penn state now faced with moving on uh from these guys
0: well, I think Cale said it best um, before NCAA, saying that they are two of the greatest college wrestlers ever, and, uh, and you know, for me, someone that hasn't been around the sport a whole lot of time, um, but now covering the team for the last three years and really kind of getting to know the history side of things, it certainly rings true in my book, although you know, there are people that are a lot more qualified to make those decisions than me, and I, I think Cale Sanderson is probably one of those people. He, right, he's, he's done a lot in this sport, been around it for his entire life. But, you know, when you just kind of say, okay, three-time national champ, I think that means a lot. But when you put it into some context, they are only the third and fourth guys to ever do it in Penn State history, joining Ed Ruth and uh, Zane Rutherford. They are only the second and third guys in Penn State history to make four finals joining David Taylor. When you add some of those names for context, okay, that's when the wheels, for me at least, really start to turn and you realize just how amazing it is what they've been able to do. Combined, they lost six matches their collegiate career and both of them got upset, or both of them lost rather, at NCAAs. Um, their freshman year in the finals, Bo, Bo Nickel was upset, um, and Jason Nolf, Isaiah Martinez was able to avenge the loss from earlier in the year. I mean, th- they are uh, are certainly two of the top to ever do it. Um, they'll live long in Penn State lore, and uh, and I think in all of college wrestling, they their style more so than anything else elevated them
1: to the top. You saw uh, Jason Nolf in that final against Tyler Berger. 10-2 major, scored a bunch of points earlier. Th- I found it interesting you know, almost as if he were making some kind of statement. It doesn't seem like it's in, in his personality, I guess, to do it, but to ride out the final two minutes, it was almost to me saying I'm not going to give you the satisfaction of scoring another point. Like I, I think he could have done the cut him, take him down thing as much as he wanted from his feet, but he opted to ride him out for a 10-2 major. Uh, I did also like that Nolf addressed, uh, you know, people getting on Tyler Berger for things that he said on social media, basically saying, how can you be mad at somebody who's just passionate about what they do? If there's one person in this lineup, uh, Brandon, that I feel like sounds exactly like Cale Sanderson and the way that he speaks and the things that he says, it's Jason Nolf, because that strikes me as something that Cale that would say right there.
0: Definitely. And, and the other thing is when it comes to the mat in general, he's not a showy guy um he's not gonna you know go out of his way to embarrass a kid that that kind of stuff doesn't get to him he he's one of the few that gets it you know he he's out there of course to win he's a competitor he wants to score um and and as you mentioned he's willing to do whatever funky weird positions and um that it takes but he's not necessarily out there to make the other guy looks silly. He just wants to win. And, uh, and that was so telling of uh, Jason and his mindset, what he said on the, on the television broadcast after the fact that, well, why I give the guy any kind of, you know, issue for it, he's a competitor too. Tyler Berger was out there to win. He's looking for a national title. He's a senior as well. How can you really hate the guy for it? Um, so, Jason Nolf definitely the mindset is there and probably more advanced than it should be for a 20-something-year-old.
1: So, Bo Nickel, 5-1 winner at 197. Last match of the night, I, I guess it fell flat a little bit just because you have such high expectations for Bo, but really in control for minute one to minute seven. Didn't take a lot of unnecessary risk. I think he knew that he was the better wrestler in that match and was content, as you mentioned before, just to, to ride that thing out. 5-1, he beats Colin Moore from Ohio State. Vincenzo Joseph... Uh, loses to Makai Lewis from Virginia Tech, their first ever national champion. He ends up winning Outstanding Wrestler, and I don't think there's much of a fluke to this one, do you?
0: No, not a chance. I mean, Makai Lewis, the tournament that he had one of for a lower seat to win it, got to be up there in one of the top performances. I mean, the kid started out here, and uh, and in the, let's see, looking back at the bracket, he was able to... Beat Mikey Labriola of Nebraska, beat Oklahoma. Uh, yeah, I mean, he just an incredible, incredible tournament for him. Actually, let's turn it here and look back a little more. Um, I I think for Virginia Tech in general, what a way to to get your first on the board. Rutgers as well with their first um, national champions in Nick Siriano. And, uh, Anthony Ashnell at 139, uh, 149, rather. But Lewis beat the top seed Alex Marinelli. Then he went on and beat the four seed Evan Wick and beat the two seed Vincenzo Joseph 7-1 at that. I, I don't think there's really much of a question for Lewis and, uh, I believe he's a redshirt freshman as well. So we'll hear his name some more these next couple years.
1: He'll be back for sure. One other thing to touch on about a minute here. Mark Hall is the Heat Valencia. 4-3 was the final there. You had Valencia. Uh, kind of a little mockery of Mark Hall, I guess, with the guitar and the sledgehammer celebration thing. I'm not a huge fan of celebrating at somebody else's expense, but it seems like um, maybe that's old-fashioned. Is this kind of where the sport is going. But what's your take on this rivalry? And, and, you know, you hear it calling the greatest rivalry in college wrestling. I, I guess you probably can't disagree with that. Well,
0: we're going to see it. One more year, <laughs> and uh, and we'll see what happens. Valencia now two straight, and, uh, and he's had the two wins when it's counted in the NCAA Finals against Mark Hall. And I get your take. You don't want to, you know, a lot of people don't love the flashiness, but I would counter that with, you know, a guy like Mark who shows so much emotion after a win out on the match. When you put yourself out there like that, you've got to kind of sit there and swallow when you take the loss, and I think Mark did a good job with that. that that's a budding not a budding rivalry it is a rivalry two and two both guys have won two although like i said valencia has won them when they counted and look out for next season
1: yeah you have one of the smaller 174 pounders versus a monster 174 pounder uh hall and valencia we'll see that one some more penn state eight out of nine national titles what else did you expect that's it for us on this edition of the keystone kickoff show big thanks to brandon thank you for tuning in you can always check us out keystonesportsnetwork.com and download the keystone sports app
0: this is where the temperatures are unkind. This is where water freezes in the blink of an eye. This is where the wind bites harder than a mid-ice cross check. This is where the beer is always on ice. This is Labat hockey, played the way Mother Nature intended. Labat Blue is proud to support pond hockey and all the hearty souls that like to play it cool. This is Labat hockey. Beer, Labat USA, Buffalo, New York.
1: Life gets complicated, and it only gets more complicated when things change, which is why AAA insurance agents take the time to talk with you so that they can help you choose the best auto and home coverage. Don't put off getting protected. Let AAA help cover what you care about. Insurance that's not just insurance. Talk to your local AAA insurance agent or visit AAA.com to learn more about AAA. AAA.